0: urban spelunking is supported by landmark credit union explore milwaukee's past and its future one building at a time this is urban spelunking with on milwaukee's bobby tanzillo and me nate imig from 88.9 well this week on urban spelunking bobby we're talking about wisconsin's most famous architect Frank Lloyd Wright and it's still in Milwaukee there's a handful of homes about a half dozen homes of his that still stand today including the Bach house on the east side built in 1916 so what drew you to this this house in particular of the other homes that still exist of Frank Lloyd Wright's in Wisconsin uh, why focus on this one
1: Well in Milwaukee the all of the others are system built houses on on Burnham on the south side, um, and I wrote about those separately. But this one, I would see this one all the time on the east side. It's on Terrace Avenue, just south of Bradford, like a block north of the uh, Water Tower.
0: Okay. Oh yeah. And, yeah. Um,
1: mm-hmm. So it really stands out because in that neighborhood, it's all sort of um, kind of classic-looking Victorians of various styles, and then in the middle of the block, there's this
0: It's <laughs> prairie style, prairie
1: style, and you know, sort of a you know, it's a a new sort of prairie style design that Wright had been. Uh, you know, in 1914, there was a tragedy at Taliesin where his uh, mistress and her children and some others were brutally murdered. And after that, um, a lot of people said Wright's architecture becomes a little more fortress-like. And if mm-hmm. you look at the Bach house, it's a very sort of solid-looking. It looks almost medieval. <laughs> it looks like almost medieval prairie style. Um, big, solid brick place with small windows yeah, little slits
0: you know, for windows right
1: I mean, it looks almost like a like I said like a medieval castle right you know but not um, surprising
0: that this is Frank Lloyd Wright it still has his oh yeah clearly the, prairie the style, roof. Yeah.
1: but not that sort of open prairie style we think of with tons of windows and I mean it just definitely looks closed in so it's very unique I mean a lot you know a lot of the prairie style stuff was of course you know unique to Frank Lloyd Wright um, but this one definitely was a was a design that um, fit in with what he was doing at the time. He designed a house called the Hollyhock House in Los Angeles that was also sort of similar to this.
0: Okay, and why was it called the Bach House?
1: Um, Because it was built for a guy named Frederick Bach, who was a local politician and businessman. Um, And he must have been a guy willing to have the most unique house on the block (laughs) because surely back in 1916 it was much more eye-catching as being different than it is even now.
0: And that was around the period when when I guess Milwaukee's Gold Coast was kind of shifting over there, right? To, yeah, the, right. to the lake and away from downtown. Um, mm-hmm. So there was new construction here. But as you said, most of it was built in this kind of classical style, except for this, which was super modern looking.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it's 1916, so it's still pretty early. I, I bet at that time, some of his neighbors were still building houses that looked like the 1890s houses right, yeah. down the street. You know, I mean, there, it was definitely, um, definitely revolutionary for the time.
0: So the the home, of course, was designed by Frank Lloyd Wright, but he didn't do everything on his own. He had an assistant, in fact, kind of a protege that he worked with for a long time by the name of Russell Barr Williamson.
1: Yeah, and so Williamson – so around this time, uh, Wright is in a lot of demand and he has to go to Japan where he's working on the Imperial Hotel in Tokyo and some other projects. And so he's gone for a long time and in his absence, uh, Russell Barr Williamson, who is from Indiana but who started working for Wright um, a few years earlier – Uh, was here and he was sort of supervising the construction of um, a lot of Wright's projects, including this one and including the Elizabeth Murphy house in Shorewood, uh, which was that house that a few years ago was um, sort of rediscovered as a Wright system built house um, Mm -hmm. in Shorewood. And so, you know, he was on the ground doing a lot of work. I'm surely making a lot of decisions. I mean, I don't think for a second that he designed this house, but I'm sure he had a hand in some, some details and things like that because of, you know, in 1916, if Wright was in Tokyo you know, there were telegrams, of course, but you know, <laughs> right. beyond that, you couldn't really have immediate conversations. So, um, so Williamson definitely had a hand in this house. But what's interesting is that what happens after when he and Wright split, he designs a bunch of houses for clients that are not exact replicas of the Bach house, but I call them baby box because they, they tend to be a little smaller. They tend to be a little more open looking than the Bach, but they're pretty darn close looking to the box.
0: <laughs> well, we're going to tell you where these baby boxes are around Milwaukee. That's coming up next in our extended conversation on urban spelunking.
1: Support for 88.9 Radio Milwaukee comes from your membership and Landmark Credit Union. Landmark Credit Union is proud to support urban spelunking and is proud to have been guiding members with financial options since 1933. Information about membership is at landmarkcu.com. Landmark Credit Union. Calling all Pump Up Jam lovers. If music helps you wake up, work out, or power through chores, I'm talking to you. Great music adds so much to your life. Have you ever wanted to return the favor? Then join Radio Milwaukee today. Your support powers a team of DJs handpicking music from around the world for you to enjoy. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org slash donate to pump up your playlist today.
0: And we are back on Urban Spelunking, talking about these baby box. So we found the, the Bach House on, on the east side, the 1916 Bach House. Uh, we talked about Russell Barr Williamson who joined Frank Lloyd Wright and I guess they had kind of a falling out, huh? And they, they they went their separate ways.
1: Yeah, so it's kind of happens. I think it's, the story is really, really well documented in, in a book about the Elizabeth Murphy House that just came out this year. Um, because that's sort of the final straw. I think that's where they uh, where they split. Um, and then Barr goes off and has his own career. He designs the Eagles Club. He designs. Oh, cool. Um, okay. The Avalon Theater in Bayview. Okay. And he designs loads of houses, too, many of them um, sort of vaguely prairie-style-ish, but sort of more typical bungalows with just a little hint of prairie-style. And then some were just flat-out prairie-style houses, so much so that when people drive past them, they think they're Frank Lloyd Wright houses. Interesting. Um, Because, I mean, like
0: the Avalon and the Eagles Club, they don't have any kind of hints of that architecture. They don't look anything like a Frank Lloyd Wright anything, right? No,
1: right. And he, he did loads of houses in all different kinds of styles. Sure. I guess, you know, he's just very much what, what the client wanted. He was like, willing to do, but, you know, he clearly wanted to also do these prairie-style things. And what's interesting and, I guess, controversial somewhat is um, these sort of Bach takeoffs that he did. You know, mm-hmm. there's one um, on Capitol Drive in Shorewood, okay, um, just west of Lake Drive. There's one on Newberry Boulevard.
0: Okay, so uh, still on the east side. On the
1: east side, uh, just off Downer. There are a couple in Wawatosa. There's a few scattered around I'll list them in the st- in the story more specifically where they are um there are even much sort of smaller versions that are not direct uh as direct as the these other ones, but there's smaller versions that there's one in Tosa. There's one right across from the Elizabeth Murphy house in Shorewood. There are sort of one story kind of shrunk down okay. versions um and it's interesting to me. To think about these in terms of artistic license versus, yeah. like, mm-hmm. you know, how much, you know, influence. Like, you know, he worked for Wright. Right out of college, he worked for Wright. So, you know, it, it makes sense that he would be heavily influenced in Wright. And I'm sure know.
0: Wright saw something special in him that brought him on with Yeah, right. no uh, Wright would probably never say right. that
1: because he would never say nice things about anybody he's <laughs> not friends with anymore, for sure, uh, or working with anymore. But, um, yeah, surely Wright saw something, in the, and he stayed there for a few years, so they worked together for a while. Um, so it's interesting to me, like, to look at those houses and, and say, oh, these are clearly beautiful houses, especially the one on Newberry is beautiful, that one on Shorewood on Capitol Drive, gorgeous house. Um I might like them more than the Bach House, maybe even because they are a little lighter looking, they're a little now, more. That's a hot take. Yeah. That is a hot take. <laughs> um, but I've never been inside any of them, so I can't. This is strictly from driving past, okay. you know. But um, but I do. I am a fan of the Bach House as well. Um, but I I love to kind of think about. You know, I'm sure Wright was seething mad. Yeah, when I was going to say when he saw those houses because because Williamson was advertising these houses in the newspaper too. Like, oh, Look really? At what wow. I can design for you. <laughs> uh
0: huh.
1: And um I
0: wonder how the original, like the owner of the Bach House, felt. I wonder how Bach himself right, felt about right, yeah, all these. I,
1: I never came across anything that that sort of said anything about that. Although it's interesting, the the woman who owns the Bach House has owned it for many, many, many years, and. um might have some insight on that i'd love to ask her that someday i bet bach Uh, had
0: to be professional he was a politician after all right
1: yeah right but but yeah so and and i this always comes back to me in because i'm sort of a big music guy we don't talk about this much but i'm a big music guy and it's like the discussion about sampling yeah right Mm -hmm. you know like what is acceptable you know he's clearly sampling the (laughs) the bach house you know and you can argue you know the level of sampling whether it was too much or or okay right and look um, at
0: the pictures I mean I guess what what would answer that question would it be like I don't did, know. did I, Williamson put a, his own spin on it did he in, reinterpret the the idea and make it his own or did yeah, it land I mean, I mean it's I, objective we can never really say about it
1: right right I mean I I guess I think he ever so slightly <laughs> <put his laughs> ever own spin so on. slightly okay but I mean I don't I don't think he altered them so much that that he could claim necessarily that it was a new... You know, I mean, it's, sure. it's a, clearly a very derivative work. But I guess it's up to every individual person to look at that and say, this is acceptable use or this is complete ripoff, right?
0: And write you, in your story here that you can, uh, that you can actually... Find a link to in the info box of the the podcast player you're listening to. You can actually go look at this with us. But you've got a, a like you mentioned that newspaper ad. So yeah, he was, it shows
1: one of these baby box houses, and I mean, it's it does, I'm pretty sure it doesn't say anywhere in there the the words Frank Lloyd and Wright.
0: Right. Um, with with the headline "Home Comforts at Small Expense." So it was right, kind which, of well, like, maybe
1: that was his argument was maybe he could do it a lot cheaper than Frank Lloyd Wright could because Frank Lloyd Wright was definitely not known as being the guy to build you a cheap house.
0: Right, so making making this high design more accessible. <laughs> um, but, you know, a lot of houses look alike. And, right, you know, right. Like I a mean, lot of ranch houses that were built in the 50s. You absolutely,
1: know. And, and think about, we talked about the neighbor's houses, these 1890s houses. Just thinking like the Victorian era, people were building Gothic churches that looked, were just, you know, let's say they were ripoffs of European Gothic churches. They were building, Rome. I mean, they, mm-hmm. like, you know, is it a ripoff? Is it just influence? Is it taking a style, you know— it's a, such a convoluted thing to you look around Milwaukee, there's so many of those nineteenth century buildings, and I could tell you they're all designed by the same architect, and you'd believe it right because they're yeah sure they're all they're almost like a lot i mean they're beautiful, and I love them as you know, but I mean a lot of them could have come out of like pattern books right
0: that's interesting, maybe it's like um. You know there's probably ripoffs all around us everywhere, right and yeah, right. maybe because this style was so unique and trailblazing for the time, any attempt to kind of produce anything in the same vein is seen as, as more imitation just because right. it was such a bold architectural design to begin with
1: well, and I'm thinking that that Williamson probably i mean I don't know this for, for a fact, but I'm thinking he probably felt like he had some right to this kind of design I mean he helped some, build. Right,
0: right. right.
1: <laughs> but I mean, he helped build this house. The house wouldn't. I mean, I you know, Wright could have gotten somebody else to do it, I guess, but he didn't. He got right. Williamson did it. So you know, when they were laying the bricks and you know, putting together the finishing out the interior and all this other stuff, Williamson was a the guy there doing it. Right. I mean, overseeing it all. So he might have felt like he had some sort of license to.
0: And we're talking about a person early in their career, right? Like um, early mid mid twenties. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Because he had started with Wright four or five years uh before he left right so he was, and he was just out of college so yeah young guy
0: so i'm totally speculating here but i can kind of see this this story coming together where you know, the boss is in Japan. You're in your 20s. You're this hotshot, up-and-coming architect studying under Frank Lloyd Wright. You're overseeing the construction of this beautiful East Side home. You're making some of the calls, maybe on some of the materials and mm-hmm. some of the timeline. It's 1916, right? Like you right. mentioned, you can't just get on the phone. I can see kind of feeling like a big shot and being like, "Hey, I could do this. I, right. could, I could, I could, and you know, I can
1: do it cheaper, and I can do it, you know, whatever. I can do it faster, better, whatever." I'm sure he felt like he had some right to do that.
0: And obviously it paid off because, as we mentioned, he went off to have a uh, – we're talking about Williamson – went yeah. off to have a prolific career mm-hmm. in architecture in Milwaukee. Did he design elsewhere?
1: Um, I think he did do some houses elsewhere, but um, but I think Milwaukee he, – because he had left Milwaukee for a while and then he came back. Um, but I think Milwaukee is really kind of where most of his show places are. And what's interesting is we should probably do a follow-up you know, – we should do a story about the Elizabeth Murphy house because I've written about that house um, and – that's the one in Shorewood. That's mm-hmm. the system house that uh, Williamson built again for Wright, who was in, uh, in Japan. Um, Wright designed, but Williamson was here to build. And Nick Hayes, who lives in the house, has written this book, has restored the house and has written this book about it, which is really interesting. He talks about a lot of this kind of stuff. So I think what we should do is we should do an episode on the Murphy house. Maybe we could even go there and do it.
0: Well, you know where to find me, Bobby. And, I'll, I'll I'll meet you there.
1: And Nick would have a lot to say about all this. All and right, he, said, he talks deal. a lot about he he digs really deep into their relationship um, in that book of his, which is really good.
0: All right. If uh Nick, if you're hearing this, we're gonna be emailing you soon or yes. Bobby will be. But, or we'll just show up and knock on your door. Sit
1: sit by the phone.
0: <laughs> um well some really great pictures, of course, in this. And I love I I always love when you find these these like newspaper clippings and these period advertisements. It adds so much texture to the story.
1: I feel like it does really open up kind of a different um a different angle on I mean, there's photos which are great, but this is like a little to see the way people sort of pitched things and yeah. the way they positioned mm-hmm. things. For the public is always really interesting to me.
0: Well, go see the pictures and I guess judge for yourself if uh, Williamson was ripping off Frank Lloyd Wright with his baby Bach homes. Well, what do you think? I guess I do. I guess I think it is kind of a little too close. If yeah. I had to really weigh in, I would say these other homes um, are maybe are a little too close on imitation.
1: and What I'm going to say is that I agree with you. I think they're pretty much just kind of more or less straight copies. But I'm glad he did it because I think they're beautiful houses, yeah, they're, and I, and that's I love it, the fact that. And I love the fact that I think we would be a lesser place if we did if these places were not in the landscape. And so, I don't know is that hypocritical? Might, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you're, I
0: think, you're on both sides of the issue, Bobby. I, I don't no, know. No, but
1: I think he, I'm not trying to walk down the middle <laughs> of the road because I do think that he overstepped the line. Okay. Uh, in copying these, but I don't think Wright was doing more of them. Right. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I feel like. Are a little bit different and they're beautiful, so I, I do like to see them. And, and imitation, I've lived in one. if somebody <laughs> wants to give me one, I'll take it
0: <laughs> noted. And imitation, I mean, it's true, it is It is the form of flattery. And I mean, that's you would think that's why, why um, architects exist in the first place is to not only influence the built environment but also kind of influence the craft, right? And yeah, if, if Frank Lloyd Wright was able to do that, that's probably why he had a, a protege in the first place, mm-hmm. so. Maybe this is what was meant to happen, right. and and I'm I'm here for the Avalon Theater, and I yeah, definitely. Right. I mean, the Eagles Club is super cool. Right. And those all came after this, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm pro, but it is an imitation yes. in my mind. All right.
1: Agreed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, podcast here on 88.9, produced by Kenny Perez. Urban spelunking on 88.9 is sponsored by Landmark Credit Union, with support from your membership and from On Milwaukee. Subscribe to this podcast at radiomilwaukee.org slash podcast. And do take a moment to rate and review the podcast. We'd love to hear from you and what you think. And make sure you do click on that info box on whatever platform you're listening to right now. We've got a link to Bobby's direct story at On Milwaukee. You can see those pictures and those, uh, those ad clippings and all those other cool details from his story. Bobby, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you.
1: Talk to you next week. Thanks, Nate.